Welcome back to another episode of the Tide Talk Podcast. Stacy Blackwood with Jake Thomas and our special guest, Hunter Letson. Hunter, how you doing, man? I'm good, guys. How are y'all? Oh, we're doing great. Jake, how you, buddy? Uh, I'm doing good, man. Uh, Hunter, glad to have you on tonight. Um, man, it's uh, it's awesome to just talk about Alabama sports in general, man. It's uh, This is something me and Stacey love to do, and we love talking to other people about it as well. I'm glad to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and uh, we've me, me and Jake have talked about it several times about wanting to get somebody on here that's a little more tuned in to the uh, to the baseball and softball teams and uh, Hunter's down there in Tuscaloosa, so he's he's able to catch a lot of that action and uh, kind of see things firsthand. So we're glad to have him on to get his insight and his opinion, and uh, we look forward to the conversation. So uh, with that, I, I want to, but before we even get into to baseball and softball, I do want to, unfortunately ask you about you know what happened last night in coleman coliseum with, with the men's basketball team uh, i really don't know um it, i don't want to default to the that's just alabama basketball but it kind of was you know it's kind of what we've seen the past couple of years but it, from it, just looking at the score i mean obviously it's a different team we're much much better than back then there's hundred metrics that can prove it. We just, for whatever reason, just came up with the letdown. Yeah, it was important. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I've debated on all day whether to, to kind of go on a rant uh, on the fogs, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to hold back because I can save that for another day. And, and I, know, I know Jake has kind of already done that on Twitter. It's just, yeah, they they come out of the woodworks after a after an L, and it's man, it's frustrating to be on Twitter after a loss in basketball. And and sorry, it's good to say something, Hunter, but um, you know, after a win, if you get on the Twitter the or the men's basketball account, there's like four comments, but when yep. when there's a loss, there's like eighty, and it's yep. really because of the fogs, and it just it just pisses me off. You know that they will they will not credit the team when they win, but they are quick to downgrade them when they lose. Yeah, I love football as much as anyone, um, but it's almost like these these fogs, fogs, football and gumps. If you know, I'm sure you have gone over that. Um, it's like they're afraid a basketball win or tournament run or baseball being good is going to take away attention from the football program mm-hmm. when it's not. <laughs> Right. And I mean, everybody knows that Alabama's bread and butter is is a football program, especially sure. since Nick Saban came down. But all the money that is generated through football, you know, yes, it helps go towards the football program and the university for other athletics. But I mean, we're really good in, in other sports that don't get talked about a lot. I think the maybe the men's and women's golf team, I know they've been very, very good. I think they might have won a championship a couple of years ago or something. But, uh, I mean, the tennis team is really good, I believe. Um, you know, Bama basketball and the women's have been down, but they're getting better. Um, I think the gymnastics, of course, has always been good. So, I mean, there's other sports at Alabama that wins championships that don't get enough of recognition uh, because yep. the football shadow over it. Absolutely. Well, here, well, here in the South, football is always going to be king. Right. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, I understand their, their point of view, but, you know, we kind of talked off, 
you know, before we started recording about, you know, when if, if you're going to be a, a football only gump, that's perfectly fine. But, but you kind of, you forfeit your right to, to complain about the other programs that you know nothing about. So uh, we said we weren't going to do it, but we kind of went on mini rant there, but let's, let's get back on track. And uh, I do, before we get to baseball, I want to do a little bit of softball. Uh, and it's, it hasn't been the start that, uh, that I guess, you know, most fans and, and, and even myself was hoping for to start the season, but, uh, and Hunter can, can explain it a little better, but the, the team has kind of had to shuffle the, the roster around to, to, you know, take the place of either injuries or, or ineligibility issues or, or, or things like that. So, uh, you know, just kind of the first, I guess, week and a half of the two weeks of the, of the softball season, what, what is your, how, how, how do you uh, view the softball team right now? Well, I'm not pressing the panic button yet. Um, if you just look at the record, yeah, it looks bad. Um, we really don't have a bad loss. Maybe the North Carolina loss, um, losing to Oklahoma State hurt. But at the time, we beat Washington, who was number one in one poll, number two in the other, and then turned around and lost to UCLA, who was the reverse, number one and two. Yeah. Uh, Florida State, their offense might be the best offense in NCAA. Um, it's looking like it so far. Um, I, I, I'm not pressing panic. Murph knows what he's doing, despite what experts on Twitter say. Uh, we, there's a couple injuries that are they're still trying to work through. Claire Jenkins is out for the year. She tore ACL. So that's a big spot to fill, especially at shortstop. Um, and one thing that kind of, I kind of thought about it and I wasn't really sure if this was the case, but Murph put it out in an interview today that Montana didn't throw since I think September, which is not normal for a pitcher. And, you know, she did her stuff with team USA and just, they had to shut her down, rest her arm. So she's still getting back in the swing of things. And I think that I, has a lot to do. I did not realize that. I didn't yeah. either. Yeah, um, that's that's a long time to not throw. Yeah, when she came back from the Olympic tryouts, she hasn't thrown since then. Well, until January. So yeah, yeah, a couple weeks. Well, that's that's that is wild. So I, that's very understandable why she's, you know, she's kind of struggled to throw some strikes early on this season. So, but I mean, I have I have no doubt that she would turn it around. She's too good of a player to, to oh, kind of keep 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 going at the rate she's going right now. So I, I'm with you. I don't. I don't think it's the appropriate time to panic. And there's softball season is such a long season, and uh, they they have plenty of opportunities to kind of to right the ship and and make some noise. And I I, I feel like they'll get it turned around. Yeah, and um, I'm really impressed with the with the freshman pitcher. Let's see, I cannot think of her last. Is it Killfoy? It's Killfoil. It's it's a little funky. <laughs> Yeah, she's. Uh, I know she didn't look good in her relief appearances, but when she when she starts on the mound, man, she's she's got it. And uh, that I think once her and uh, and when Mont um, Faust gets it, um, you know, gets it back together, man, that's going to be a good one-two punch. I've said all offseason we've got. I want to say four of the five best pitchers in the nation, um, and that, that's probably gumping a little bit there, but. Mm -hmm. uh, Cornell's good. She was the top JUCO player two years ago. Um, yeah, that's true. And she's, you know, they've put her in some save situations that that's not her. She needs time to work. She's going to throw some balls, but that changeup is lethal. 
Yes, it is. And then Sarah Cornell goes under the radar, and she she's just steady as could be. Yeah, I, I, and you know, somebody when when Crystal uh, Goodman throws strikes, she she's a very good pitcher as well. So yeah. the the pitching rotation is. Or the pitching staff—I don't know what you call it in softball. They're—they're <laughs> they're really good, and it, as long as the uh, the offense, you know, puts a, a couple runs on the board, I, you know, in most situations, you're going to feel confident that you can come out with a win. Yeah, we that tournament we were in the Clearwater Invitational. That's basically the best of the best. I mean, Team USA was there playing every. I don't know if it was every day, but they were playing a good bit. So, I mean, they came there to play the best, and that's why Alabama went there. And so it, it, the record's going to look bad, but it, don't press the panic button. No, I'm not pressing it. Yeah. They're in another tournament this weekend, correct? Uh, we're at home this weekend in the East End Bama Bash. We play okay, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Wichita State, Penn State, and Louisville. Okay. So that's, that's yeah, see, I, that's a good chance to get three wins and kind of get the ship going in the right direction. Exactly. Yep. All right. Well, uh, let's kind of, let's move on to what I'm, I'm honestly most excited about right now. Yes. Especially after the start is the baseball team. It's, I, I don't know how, how good they're going to be. I, I don't know that they'll, uh, be good enough to make it to the SEC tournament, but they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. And uh, that's, I think that's what's got me excited is just, I, I got to watch two of the, of the three games this last weekend. I didn't get to see the game yesterday, but uh, they're just a lot of fun to watch. Uh, a lot of young guys, uh, of course, you know, Connor, uh, is it pre-lip or pre-lup? How do they say that? Pre-lip. Pre-lip. Okay. He, uh, he pitched well in his, in his debut as a freshman and, and of course, the 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 big talk is uh is is Owen Diabati, the Diodati, excuse me, and uh, the Canadian. Well, they, I heard people calling him. I think Hunter Johnson on the Bama Beat podcast was calling him the uh, the Canadian Hammer. That's a pretty yep. good nickname. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. But just kind of talk about what you've seen so far from this team, and and what you know, maybe something that sticks out to you that uh that you're going to be watching for the remainder of the season. Well, I think you said it, the most two important – well, I won't say important, but probably what I'm looking at have the most focus on is if Owen can keep this up. And all through fall practice, which I got to a lot of um, fall scrimmages and stuff, he, he just looked like just Mark McGuire or something, just killing the ball. Yeah. And, and you know, you always worry about a true freshman – if that's going to carry over and he's from Niagara Falls in Canada. So I don't even know how many miles that is. It, 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 nothing like Alabama. And so you kind of worry about that too, how he's mentally going to adjust. And I mean, three home runs, um, eight total hits, eight RBIs. And I think he scored eight runs too. Wow. So, I mean, and that's in four games and it, it, you can't ask that for, from your your veteran players, much less a a rookie that's barely eighteen. <laughs> hey, just from some quick geography, it's nine hundred and seventy three miles from Niagara Falls to 
that, that don't seem right to Tuscaloosa. That I is. Mean, huh. I mean, that's a whole world that's a, away. That is a totally different world. Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. Well, this now it's in kilometers. It's some. It's a thousand miles. We'll just say a thousand. Basically, miles. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he uh, he 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 showed out, and uh, there is a one other guy real quick that I wanted to to ask you about because he just seems like a Swiss Army knife, and that's Brett Auerbach. I mean, he was all over the place. He played. Uh, it seemed like every position. <laughs> started at center game one, then he caught. Um, it, yeah, and then played third base the next game, and started at center Tuesday. Um, he hit one home run. He, he's got a lot of power. He's kind of a smaller guy, which if you see Owen, everyone's small compared to him. Um, but yeah, yeah he looks big. I, I don't know how big he is, but he's a big dude. I, I probably should know that. I, I don't get too much into oh. hot weight stats in baseball. Okay, I'm, pu- I'm uh, pulling them now. He's six two two twenty is what they list him at. Owen. Okay. I was going to say, looks, I'm looks a little bigger than that to me, but. <laughs> but uh but yeah uh, brett he he's just a he's, he's a he's mr versatility for this team and you know that i think you know watching the games and and I, just full disclosure i haven't been just a huge baseball follower the last several years but i i made a decision that i wanted to be you know more in tune with the program and especially since brad bohannon's been been there and it's just he's kind of revitalized the program and uh I think something this year, and, and, and I know it's early and it's hard to take away, you know, after playing Northeastern and Alabama State, but uh, it, it seems like there is a lot of versatility in the lineup and in, and even the pitching rotation, you know, the guys that they have that can come on the mound. And uh, I just feel like this team can, can be pretty good. And uh, I, I, I still think they're probably a year or two away from being, you know, what Brad wants and other couple of recruiting classes. But sure. But this team is going to be a lot of fun to watch and the the freshman class is outstanding yeah yeah just uh, to speak to that we haven't really had um like an sec caliber team um i think this is the first year you're going to see that you're probably not going to see the depth of like a florida or vandy obviously um but our starters i'll put them up with anyone we've got power at the plate we're going to hit for pretty good average. Um, our pitching is what kind of worries me because you had two true freshmen and a sophomore start your three weekend games. So that might be a learning curve there. Yeah, that's, yeah. that is something to, to kind of watch out for. Go go ahead, Jake. I just want to say uh, uh, I, I've looked at uh, his credentials, uh, Brad Bohannon, that is, and, you know, he's – He's he's a really good recruiter. He's brought in, uh, like I talked about, some really good recruiting classes. And uh, if I remember correctly, I think last year uh, he said year three will be when when we'll see a vast improvement. This is year three, and I, I believe in him. And uh, I was going to get your uh, get your opinion on it the other day. We won the game ten to three, and 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 the press conference. He was not happy about it. He said, made the comment about we were like a bunch of boys ready to go to Las Vegas, and I just love that. I think Stacy retweeted it, but but I just love his attitude, uh, you know, towards the game. Um, so I'm going to share something here. I hope he doesn't mind me uh, telling this little story. <laughs> Keith Holcomb played football um, uh, two or three years, I think, in baseball 
three or four years. I mm-hmm. asked him one day, like, what's the difference between, like, what's the similar, compare and contrast, basically, Coach Saban and Brad Bohannon. And he was like, honestly, Brad's a little more laid back, but the the process is the same. The mindset is the same. The work ethic is the same. It, you know, just Brad's not really as, I guess, in your face, maybe, but he said it's scary how similar they are and just and just how they do things and i think you're seeing that um especially i mean yeah we won the game but if you i i think you guys said you didn't get a good chance to watch it but we got up early and just slacked off ah okay yeah well see that's that's so good to hear because it's especially in baseball when it's such a long season and uh I'm sure it's hard to, to maintain focus for, for all those games. And, it, and it's still kind of early in the year to, to, to kind of be slacking off. And so I'm, I'm glad Brad's staying on them. And, uh, you know, he kind of has that process-oriented mindset. And uh, uh, Another guy I wanted to ask you about, it's, it's good to have back, and that's that's our catcher, Sam Prater. And yes. I, I, don't, I don't think people realized last year what that done to the team. The last year is when I kind of started watching baseball a little more. And uh, you could tell that that I mean, because obviously when you lose lose a, a guy that's playing behind the plate, that that messes up the rest of your of your uh, position players because you know you're having to move other people around. We didn't have a guy like Peyton Wilson on <laughs> on the team to, to to throw in there at catcher. So uh, just kind of speak to what it means to have Sam Prater back, and uh, you know what what you're expecting out of him this season. Well, I think he's the best catcher in the SEC. And, I mean, if you're the best anything in the SEC, you're probably the best in the country. Um, he's the captain of the team. He's the vocal leader. Having him back means everything. It's a different team when he's in the clubhouse, when he's on the field. Um, you can hear him barking orders from the bench when he's dh He He is, you know, he may not have the best numbers at the plate, He's he will probably have the best catching defensive numbers if you get into that, but it, I just I can't even put into words how valuable he is and how much he we need him on this team and how much he means. Yeah, and I, I do want to ask, and, and it was kind of surprising that he that he played. What he he caught? Did he catch two of the three games on opening weekend? Yeah, he caught um, Friday and Sunday. Yeah, that's that's good. I, I I didn't know if he would if he would catch just one or or how they would how uh, Brad would handle that coming off the injury. But so it, it was it's obviously a good sign that he was able to catch two of the three games. Uh, and I do want to ask about you know kind of an Alabama legend, I guess because of his name, and that's that's Peyton Wilson. What have you been able to see from him since he's been in Alabama? So the few times I've seen him. Um... Well, the first thing that struck out or stuck out to me, he's a switch hitter, which you just can't. Sorry, you can't. Uh, you can't put a value on that, I guess. Um, he can play catcher. He can play second base. He can play the outfield. Um, probably play short and third if you wanted him to. Comes from that long line of uh, the Parker Wilson family, John Parker Wilson, Ross Wilson, who were both pro athletes after leaving Alabama. 
I actually heard uh, uh, JP on, I think it was probably on Jocks, maybe, where he he mentioned that that Peyton is actually the most athletic of all the, all the brothers. That he got like all the athletic ability as far as you know being able to run and jump and and do all that kind of stuff. So that's oh. that's that, that's pretty wild considering that he had two brothers that that made it to the professional level of their of their particular sport. Yeah, and uh, w- one thing a lot of people don't remember: John Parker Wilson played baseball for a year, and I can promise you, Peyton's better than him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Uh, it seemed like there was somebody else. Oh, Chase Lee, the the guy who who got a, who come in as a closer. I heard I heard uh, Hunter talking about him on the Bama Beat podcast uh, about how he uh, you know he originally tried out for the team as a as a position player, maybe shortstop, a couple yeah. years ago. Didn't make the team, that, and the coaching staff told him to to kind of work on being a pitcher. They needed somebody to get some right handed hitters out. And you know, here we are a couple years later, and he that that weird sidearm throw. It's so tough for right-handed hitters, and he looks like somebody that you know could could be a really good closer for Alabama. Well, he um, yeah, he came in, he got the first save of the year, and like you said, he wasn't a pitcher before, I guess, two years ago. Um, he tried out his shortstop. Like you said, didn't have a spot for him. Coach Bo said, hey, work on this. Get If you can do this, you have a spot. And he goes to Birmingham, and uh, I wish I knew the guy's name. I need to find that out, who he worked with, and learned to throw pretty much sidearm underhanded if you watch it. And um, his fastball is hitting the, the low 90s now, which is probably – I would say his fastest last year was probably 87, 88. And the slider, it, it starts on one side of the batter's box and comes to the other. It's it's disgusting. Yeah, it was it was it's so strange to watch a guy that throws like that, that arm angle. I don't know how he does that. But I I'm with you. I'd like to know who who he went to in Birmingham to uh to learn the pitch like that cuz that that's so wild to be a position player and then you just completely change not only to go to being a pitcher, but you just change your entire arm angle on on pitching, yep. and that, that's that's so and, and to do it in such a short amount of time that's what's that's what's you know just unbelievable to me. So uh, hopefully he can continue to improve, and and, and like you said, it, that maybe that fastball just you know keeps getting a little bit higher. I mean, he, truthfully, when you throw at that angle against right-handed hitters. It don't have to be much faster than ninety ninety one because it's so hard to hit from that angle on the right side of the plate. So uh, that he's going to be a lot of fun to watch this season, and I hope he has a lot of opportunities to to get some relief duty and uh, you know get some some saves on the year. Um, I want to make a quick comment. Um, I was just looking at the box scores of the or the you know, the first four games. Uh, you know. Um, the the walks that our pitchers and we we got a young pitching staff but I mean the most walks we had was that very first game and it was seven then it dropped down to like three and then I think the last game we had like one so having a young staff like that and keeping guys off base that that's going to be huge if they can keep it up for the rest of the year yeah I think a lot of that credit can go to Jason Jackson the pitching coach yes um he's a top ten coach in the nation I think he's going to be a manager one day he's going to be good at it. 
he was uh, Florida State was knocking down the door trying to get him to come back, which he played at Florida State. They were trying to get him to come back last year after Mike Martin retired. And fortunately, we locked him down <laughs> um, at least for another year or so. Good. You know, he's going to have his hands full with these, with these young guys. I know uh, you already talked about Connor. He's a freshman. I know we've got several freshman pitchers on the staff. But, you know, in a couple of years, them guys, if they, if they stay – and don't get caught up in the MLB draft, man. Brabham uh, is going to have him a, a dangerous uh, pitching staff. Well, you know, it's kind of a which side of the coin do you want to look at? We might struggle a little bit with youth, but two years down the road, these guys that are starting now as freshmen, they, they'll have three years of SEC experience, and by mm -hmm. then we should be definitely back in regionals and contending for super regionals. I agree with that. Uh, Hunter, before we let you go, uh, it's it's really not that far away until SEC uh, the SEC game start. I, I think the first series against Missouri. I'm trying to bring up the schedule. Yeah, it's against Missouri uh, the weekend of March 13th. So that's I mean you're talking what two and a half weeks away. So uh, that'll be here before we know it, and uh, three and a half weeks away. But uh, and we, we would hope we want we hope to get you back on maybe uh, during SEC action and and kind of see where the team's at then. But you know before they, that even starts, do, do you kind of have a projection for what this team may do this season? As far, especially in SEC play, because that's that's really the most obviously I want them to do really well uh, here in non conference play and, and during the weekday games. But um, what, what would you think would be a, a good number of wins for this team this year in the SEC? Because the SEC is so strong. I mean, it's it's unreal. Yeah. Well, if you just look at the SEC West, every team but us is ranked. <laughs> so, in theory, we could be last place in our uh, division and be a top 16 team. <laughs> so, that's pretty crazy when you think that, about that, it. That is wild to think about. Yeah. Um, I think we're better than... I think we're better than several teams that probably on paper or maybe preconceived whatever preseason rankings or whatever. I think we're better than some teams. Um, I don't think it's crazy to say that we would go 15 and 15 in SEC play. If we do that, we're a regional team for sure. Um, I think Auburn uh, went 12. I, I would, I would be jumping for Joel if we went 15 for 15. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, we, we kind of got a favorable draw from the east side because we've got Missouri, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Right, right. And we do have Vandy, but, I mean, there's not much you can do against them when they have uh, <laughs> unlimited resources. Yeah. Uh, and I want you to touch on that real quick. Am I right when I – I believe I, I've – what is it, like 11 or 12 scholarship that that album has for baseball? Is that what it is? Okay, so – when Title IX was passed, I believe it was in the 70s. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not blaming Title IX. I'm blaming how the NCAA reacted. Whatever, however they did it, came up with this. They decided 11.7 scholarships was what was would fit the requirement for 35 players. In softball, it's 12 scholarships for 25, I think. Um. So, and 
you know, we make fun of Andy all the time, but if Alabama had this advantage, I would be rubbing it in everyone's faces. <laughs> but um, no, no doubt. Being a private school, yeah, they only have 11.7 baseball scholarships. They can offer their students academic scholarships that, you know, maybe we don't have here. Um, they also have like a need-based program, which, you know, I think it's a great thing. People, I, I'm never going to, uh, sarcastically I will, but I'm not going to hate on a kid for getting an education and getting it paid for. Um, I'm all for it. I just wish we could provide those same opportunities. Yeah, it, and it makes it tough. I mean, it's it's going to be not impossible, but it's going to be extremely tough to, to compete with with teams like Vanderbilt that, that, you know, they can just, they can get whoever they want. So, uh, but I, I do think that Brad is all, everybody, everybody that's watched Bama baseball the last couple of years can, can see the turnaround that this team has had and the talent that's on this team right now. I, I agree with what you said earlier. It, you know, the first, the first, I, I, I guess you could say 10 or 12 players on this team are as good as, you know, that anybody else has in the country. So, or especially in the SEC. So, I, I really like where the program's going, and in a couple of years, you know, when guys like Owen are, are juniors, this team, this team could be really special. So, uh, it's definitely going in the right direction. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. You know, even this season, I, you know, we don't know what the future holds and uh, for this year, uh, but I, I do think this team can make some noise this year. And I, honestly, if, if they got to ten wins in SEC play, I would I would be happy with that. You know, considering the talent that's across this league. I mean, o- Ole Miss took two from Louisville in opening weekend, so that's – I mean, that was big for them. And so that – Ole Miss is going to be a tough team to play. And, of course, you know LSU is always good and Mississippi State. And, you know, we always talked about Vanderbilt and A&M. Everybody in the West is, is a really good team. and It's just going to be hard to uh, to take, you know, two of three in, in a lot of these series, especially on the road. You're, it's going to be hard to – you're going to be happy to get one on the road and on the weekend series. So – in SEC play, so uh, I, I think I think ten wins in SEC play would be would be you know good enough for me, and I would be happy with that. Yeah, I couldn't really argue that. Um, definitely, what you said, winning on the road is hard, um, but I I do think we're better than ten wins. It, it, I would be happy with ten wins. I'm not saying that, but I really feel like we're gonna maybe twelve's the number. And that not might not sound like a lot more, but yeah, Auburn well, it, made it, it to the World Series with twelve SEC wins last year. Right, it could yeah. be the difference between making the SEC tournament and not. So, sure. Uh, so, uh, so we're going to shoot for twelve, and that's 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 our mark for this year. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Hunter, we really appreciate appreciate you being on with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I I enjoyed it. Always love to talk a little baseball, softball. Anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> well, I think I think we're good for tonight. But uh, like I said, we, we would like to have you on, especially when when the SEC uh, schedule starts cranking up for baseball and uh, and even softball, and we can kind of get you back on here to to kind of see where the team's at. Then, obviously, we're like where the baseball team's at right now, sitting at four and zero, heading into this weekend series against uh, UNLV in Las Vegas. A lot going on in Las Vegas this weekend for Alabama. You know, Deontay Wilder's fighting this weekend, so. Yep. And I think they moved around the, the baseball games, didn't they? The, yeah. 
Yeah, they said it was for weather. I kind of feel like uh, that fight might have <laughs> yeah, something I think to do with probably, it. I think you're probably right. Um, yeah, I I was actually going, but some stuff came up and I couldn't make it. So I'll I'll softball gump this weekend. I'll be happy. <laughs> hey, all right, man. Well, we appreciate it, uh, and uh, we hope to talk to you again soon, Hunter. All right, thanks, guys. Roll tide. Right. Roll tide. Roll tide. So we appreciate Hunter uh, jumping on with us tonight. Uh, we really appreciated his insights to the uh, to the baseball and the softball teams. So uh, make sure y'all y'all uh, y'all give Hunter a shout out on Twitter. Or, you know, if if you know him down there in Tuscaloosa, you know, go and see him. And uh, we appreciate him being on with us. Uh, Jake, do you have anything else to add before we hang it up for the night? No, man. It's um, got a got a big week ahead. You know, we talked about the baseball team playing. Uh, UNLV out in Las Vegas and Alabama basketball, of course, got a big game coming up Saturday. So, and, uh, and I believe softball is fixing to start back ups, uh, playing again. So, I mean, there's a lot going on. And uh, the women team took care of Florida tonight. So, that's good. So, um, let's just keep it rolling, guys. Yeah. So, uh, make sure you uh, do follow us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Blackwood89. I'm at Jake Thomas Tide. And, of course, our podcast Twitter feed is at TideTalk underscore pod. Uh, so make sure you follow all those. Tweet at us. Hashtag us. You know, hashtag TideTalk. So we appreciate all that. We appreciate everybody listening and all the support and all the, the chit-chat that we get to have on Twitter, uh, even from the fogs. We, we appreciate that as well. So, uh, <laughs> But until next time, we'll talk to you all, uh, I guess, next week. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.